You know those times in your life that you wish you could control, but you can't? That's the current state of my life. That's the current state of my family's life. That's all of my friends. The entire country seems to be in this issue of self-isolation. Good morning. I'm Jimmy Williams with Live a Life by Design. Your Monday morning moments of motivation to help you live life in a bigger, better, and bolder way. Today is especially a difficult time for all of us that are gregarious, that enjoy going out and meeting friends, having dinner in a restaurant where you can sit and enjoy a great meal, perhaps even going to your most favorite theater or listening into a concert and having a good time. We are stricken with this pandemic that has changed our lives forever. But here's the point I want to make today. You do not have to allow disruption to control your life. You must still lead your teams. You must lead your family. You must lead your life because we only get one life. And whether or not we can control the atmosphere around us is irrelevant. We must take what we can control, as I mentioned on the previous episode, and take those items of control and utilize them. The biggest problem I see right now is we have a lot of people on social media far too much or perhaps watching TV news far too much. The whole point about that is planting those seeds of, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end or I can't live my life as I used to. You know, that doesn't serve us well in our lives today. We must live in the present. That's what we do at Live a Life by Design. We take each minute and we make it our own. And that's what's great about today. I have a special guest today, a dear friend. I hope she counts me that way, but she is in my top 1% of people I just love and adore. Her personality is outstanding. She's just a professional to the nth degree. like to do this this morning the best way I can. It is a privilege to have you as a guest today, Amy Welch. Good morning, Jimmy. Thanks so much for asking me. I'm flattered. Well, I've got to tell you, this was hard to do, folks, but she's in such high demand that I had to place this call like months ago to get through her agent, I guess, to get her on this show. <laughs> so, Amy, how are you How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going a little stir crazy, but, you know, you got to look at the bright side of things, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm uh, trying to get outside a little bit, because Oklahoma does have some beautiful spring days, so... It's nice in the middle of the day to be able to just walk outside, you know, take some fresh air in, take the dog for a walk, whatever it is, you know, just to break away from the office. Because, as you know, I work in an office building where, you know, it's it's, it's about 15 minutes, you know, to get just outside. Absolutely. Now, you, you work with a team. I want to fully explain. Amy serves as our Vice President of Communications for the Oklahoma Society of CPAs. This is Oklahoma's only CPA association. And Amy, you have a pretty difficult job. You've got 6,000 plus members always demanding something of you in terms of communication, marketing, and so forth. My goodness, just tell me what's a typical day like for you nowadays? Oh, that assumes there is a typical day. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> there, um, You know, every, I think we start every, I start every day like most people, and that's pretty much uh, making sure, going through all of your messages, making sure you haven't missed a fire, um, which these days is probably more likely for the past two weeks we've missed 
uh, important messages um, that need to go out um, just as soon as we can, you know, roll out of bed and get to the computer to, to get them up. Um, so I think before where you would get up, get your coffee, get ready, and and then go into the office and then sit at your computer and then start working. Now it's get up, check your computer, you know, check your messages. Um, just make sure that you haven't missed something um, that is just imperative to get out as soon as possible. And then hopefully by eight o'clock you're ready and you're still sitting in front of your computer, but you've been you've been checking it every ten minutes. So uh, the commute, I'm glad I don't have that anymore. But I mean, if I'm not really saving any time because I'm still I'm still working during what would have been my commute. I'm still checking my messages, checking my computer, uh, checking my email, just making sure that nothing has slipped past me. You know, you, you are an incredibly busy person, so I'm glad you said that famous word that I, I actually espouse is getting up early. I like to beat the crowd before they start coming on board with all their questions and the team's needing something from me and the phone's ringing and so forth. I would really say getting up about 5.30 in the morning is how I get the head start on all of my days. What, what time of day do you normally arise and start your day? Uh, I like to be up by 6 o'clock. Um, I have um, I have a favorite radio program I like to listen to, and that kind of eases me into my morning, and, um, you know, that makes me feel like I'm not quite so alone. <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of people may feel that way when you're listening to something that just kind of uh, maintains normalcy. It feels, you feel a lot less alone. Well, now, Amy, explain something to me. I've known you a long time, as I said, but now give me a little picture of your childhood. So are you an only child? No, I have an older sister, but she is six years older than me. And, um, so that put her about 35. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, she's six years older than me. Um, so we weren't, terribly close growing up and we're not terribly close now but i mean doesn't mean i don't love her any less we just grew up with different um different responsibilities um different sets of expectations i think because we lived our lives differently which is not to say one is better than the other it's just we have very differing opinions of what we want our own lives to look like and sometimes our paths coincide in that and sometimes they just don't so you were raised in, near the Oklahoma City area, I understand, one of the suburbs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the mascot of your school, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> uh, we were the Midwest City Bombers. Bombers. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's pretty cool because you're next to one of the largest Air Force bases in the United States, by the way, uh, for those that don't know the city, Oklahoma City area. So let me ask you this. How in the world did you determine that you wanted to be in journalism and communications? Well, Jimmy, I grew up really, um, I loved Barbara Walters. I thought I had a lot of admiration and respect for her. I thought she was amazing. Um, she, she just always fascinated me, really fascinated me. Um, I kind of, uh, leaned into the marketing just a little bit because my mom said that growing up, I would never sit and watch a TV program, but I was fascinated by the commercial. That's interesting. Because you could always say I kind of, I kind of knew I needed to be in the communication slash marketing area from a very early age. Well, that's interesting. Now, you attended a university that's near and dear to my heart, and I don't mind giving them a free press here on the Live a Life by Design podcast. Um, 
What would you say is the name of the university you gained your degrees from? <laughs> well, I have a bachelor's degree um, in public relations from the University of Central Oklahoma, and I have a master's degree in public relations management slash journalism uh, from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, we want to make that clear, folks. That is the University of Oklahoma uh, on this show. Uh, been a long time uh, I've been a long-time season ticket holder. My daughter graduated there with honors, just like Amy. I tell you what, there are a lot of talented people came from that university, in my opinion. But but I digress. <laughs> it was great. It was fun. So so Amy, who who are some of your mentors? You mentioned Barbara Walters. Now, for some of our younger listeners, they're probably going who, but what who who are some of your mentors that you have in your career? Um, I think career wise, um. My first mentor probably would have been someone like Barbara Walters. I, I, I also loved, I don't know if anybody would remember the TV show Murphy Brown. Oh, absolutely. But uh, my friends and I, when we were in high school, watched her all the time. And just loved, loved, loved her. She was she was great. Um, so, you know, that kind of shaped it a little bit. Um, I had teachers who believed in me from a very early age. I was recruited into journalism when I was in. Uh, junior high, actually, um, you weren't allowed to just sign up for it as an elective. You had to be invited to join the newspaper and yearbook staff. And I was one of two people in seventh grade invited to join in eighth grade. Oh, and wow. So there were only two eighth graders on the entire staff. And then um, once you got past eighth grade, then you could choose it as an elective for ninth grade, but you still had to be selected. But I was kind of recruited in. And I just kind of stayed on that path the entire time. Um, I did stray a little bit in college and um, uh, I changed my major for one semester. That didn't last long. <laughs> um, Got back on track. I had teachers who believed in me and uh, like my PR teacher at UCO, uh, Jill Kelsey, she was uh, a great mentor to me. I really admired her. And right now, um, believe it or not, I would say one of the biggest mentors in my life is, is my immediate supervisor right now, Patty Hurley. She's the CEO, uh, COO of the OSCPA, and she's been there for 30 years, and I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for her. You and I are in good favor with her, I hope, at this point. That lady has got a tremendous impact on a lot of us in that association, I assure you that. She's, she's fantastic. She's, um, she is the epitome of customer service and dedication, in my opinion. I don't think she sleeps. Now, I hope she listens to this podcast because I swear that woman never sleeps. If you go to a conference or to a board meeting, she seems like she's spot on, always prepared, ready to go. Like you said, the epitome of a professional, but she's such a great leader in that regard by living by example. She does. She's, um, she's very impactful on, on my life as a professional, and I couldn't thank her enough. Well, well, since we're on that goal of talking about leadership at the Oklahoma Society of CPAs, how are you keeping yourself engaged and, and productive while working remotely away from your team? Personally, I have a lot of um, a lot of responsibilities, and I'm not the kind of person that likes to drop the ball ever. So, um, and I also don't like to leave things sitting you know, waiting to be done. Um, my, the longer my to-do list, the more stressful or more stressed I become. So, 
uh, personal motivation is pretty easy. It's just knowing that you have a lot of things to get done and the, you know, the quicker you can get them done, the quicker you can turn it around, the more things you can tackle. And I like to be able to accomplish a lot of things. So I'm not one to just sit around and, and wait to be motivated. I'm motivated uh, personally by setting goals and achieving them, which I know most a lot of people are. Uh, Team-wise, I would say our strategic team, um, we keep the entire staff involved. Um, we're all, we all have a project, we uh, project management software called, we use Basecamp. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a lot like uh, Microsoft Teams, where it allows you to set up projects, set up tasks, communicate with each other in different groups based on what you're trying, what you're working on, what your project is, and your level of involvement in that project. Um, so we've got um, a headquarters, which is all the staff. We've got a management team, which is a few members of the staff. And then we've got strategic team, which is five members of the team. Um, so we meet regularly every single week. Um, we communicate almost every single day, whether that's, um, you know, yesterday I, I was uh, not near my computer most of the day uh, because I have a family member who uh, was in the hospital. And I was still able to communicate with them uh, just using my phone. I di didn't require being next to a laptop in order to let them know what, you know, wave in on, on certain publications or certain other projects that we're doing. So I think project management software is something that everyone should take advantage of, uh, especially if you're having to work from home. It helps people keep stay engaged with each other. Um, you mentioned uh, conference calls that have kind of a, a fun theme or a way to make people laugh, you know, first thing in the beginning of the week to try to try to make sure that everyone um, everyone understands that we're we're all in this together and just kind of lighten the mood a little bit, make sure everyone gets that you're not alone, even if you do live alone. You know, one of the things I do try to take pride in as a leader is trying to influence my team throughout their emotions during times such as this that can be very stressful for people. We have some people on our team, Amy, that have small children, and they are expected still to take care of their responsibilities, of course, but we give a lot of latitude this time of of pandemic suffering, if you will. We give them a lot of latitude. They can get that work done whenever they need. You know, one of them has an infant child, for example. They may want to let that child sleep in and do their work early in the morning, and then they have to be up all afternoon with the child taking care of business. That's the priority we believe in. But you're right. We we still believe in having fun where we work. And I guess the day comes, Amy, when there's no longer any way to have fun with it. I'm probably going to switch you know, gears, pivot somewhere else, and do something, I don't know, maybe a nightclub act. What are you thinking? Oh, I think that's great. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> head on over to Vegas. Maybe we can put together. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so I got a couple more questions I'd like to ask. That's going to be a little touchy, perhaps. If you could enjoy dinner, now just dinner, no, no whole night out on the town in Vegas or anything, but just dinner. If you could enjoy dinner with just one celebrity, who would that celebrity be? And uh, this might give you a hint. It's my life. Did you recognize that song, Amy? Was it Bon Jovi by any chance? <laughs> How did you know? Folks, I got to tell you, <laughs> this lady has got, a, didn't you get a guitar signed by somebody that's famous? 
Yeah, yeah. I have an autographed John Bon Jovi guitar on my wall, a gift from one of our members. Wow. Uh, that same member also, I guess he's gone to, he gets a lot of autographed memorabilia all the time. So um, I'm very blessed that when he gets something from John Bon Jovi or the band Bon Jovi, he thinks of me. Uh, a different member from Tulsa got me a, a BOK Center poster that says Bon Jovi sold out. <laughs> and oh. I love it. It's framed it's on my wall. Um, I mean, I'm actually standing in a room where I'm, I'm surrounded by autographed memorabilia. So I'm very blessed. But yeah, absolutely. I am a huge Bon Jovi fan. And I had floor seats to see him in June. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, what she's saying, folks, is our life has been augmented somewhat because I gave up tickets to a great concert as well for my birthday from a friend. And it got postponed to September. So I'm hoping that your Bon Jovi concert, along with floor seats, will be sometime later this fall. Oh, Jimmy, my, my whole summer tour, yeah, with Bon Jovi, that's that's the June one. They've already um they've already postponed uh Collective Soul in May. You know, Bon Jovi is still on the list, but Black Crows is right before that. I have seats for um uh oh gosh, I forgot the name of the band. Ah, <laughs> well, when you've seen so many, Maroon yeah. Five, Maroon Five, yes, For Maroon Five, yeah. I mean, just you know, concert after concert. I feel sorry for the people who bought the, uh, you know, the arena tour, the VIP tickets. Yes, yeah. The my goodness, those were such expensive seats, and I can't imagine being told now that you're you're not going to get to go see that concert so well or, or even though they had those i understood at the time this pandemic hit our state uh the concert i was going to see was actually on march the 12th the day after my birthday and they called the show off literally that afternoon before the show because we had to drive a little ways to get to tulsa for the show and they even announced before that even if they have the show the vip ticket holders couldn't go back and talk with the band for fear of, you know, the contagious issue of having perhaps this asymptomatic uh, fever and didn't even know you were sick, but you might get the band deal. So I'll tell you, it's just a whole different world, right? So I want you to know I like my rock and roll the old-fashioned way, you know, without coronavirus. But anyway. <laughs> I think most of us would agree with you. <laughs> I like this good old good good rock and roll where I can understand the lyrics and, you know, uh, they jump around on stage with no fevers, no issues, okay? Right, right. This episode of Live a Life by Design is brought to you by the Oklahoma Society of CPAs. In times of crises, Oklahomans have been known to come together that includes CPAs. Recently passed legislation for individual and business relief call for the guidance of financial pros. Whether you're filing taxes, qualifying for maximum stimulus payments, or applying for emergency loans or grants, your CPA can offer the best advice for your situation. Get a free referral and consultation at findyourcpa.com. That's findyourcpa.com. The Oklahoma Society of CPAs, accounting for everything. So, so hey, let's let's get serious for just a moment. And you know that's not really my palate. Uh, I'm I'm much more of a fun guy. But I do want to ask a few serious things. We have a lot of great listeners that have 
overcome some very challenging times in their lives. And they've always come out and said, hey, going through this valley really made me see the highest of peaks on the mountaintop in front of me. And then I achieved whatever that goal was after that valley. What, what's, uh, what's been some of the most challenging periods of your life and how did you feel when you overcame them? Gosh, that's a, that's a really tough question. Um, I, I really don't know anybody who hasn't faced adversity. Um, but I will say that for a stretch there, I was really tested, really tested. Um, I went through uh, a divorce and then within, oh gosh, um, eight months, my mother passed away unexpectedly, unexpectedly and suddenly, which that was probably the most devastating thing I had to deal with. Um, and then probably 11 months after that, I think, um, well, maybe a year later, I was still kind of, kind of struggling there. And I ended up getting involved with somebody who's just not a nice guy. And I let him, you know, just kind of be a very horrible person to me. I didn't, I didn't keep my standards high enough for myself. I didn't love myself enough to uh, to make him go away because he wasn't the best person for me. Um, I think when you go through a lot of that, you you really feel low. You feel like it can't get a whole lot worse. And there are certain personal struggles you deal with trying to figure out how you could have <clears throat> not seen certain things or not uh not been better at other things um and i think it just it takes um it takes someone else and it takes a village really and i am very fortunate that i am surrounded by a village of extremely professional very smart very wonderful women and we all support each other we're all friends um it's the you know somebody could call you in the middle of the night and say i really need your help and you drop everything to go to them because they need you. Um, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by just some really smart, uh, funny, beautiful, uh, lovely women who are just, we support each other 100%, support our career goals, support our personal goals. We're there for each other. Um, I just cannot imagine uh, overcoming all of this or all of those things without having the support of other people to, to show their love and support for you. It can be very hard to see the mountaintops when you feel like you can't get out of the valley. So um, I'm grateful for that. I think that is a, a blessing that God has uh, given me, um, just kind of understanding that he knows what is necessary to, to help you and, and having faith that it will happen. You know, that, that is a very powerful story. Uh, there may be a book in you, Amy, that you don't realize that needs to get written at some point. That is very, very powerful. Let me ask you this, though. You've been in your career for how many years now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She's only 29, folks, oh, so it couldn't see. be that um, long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. Wow. I will say this for full disclosure. Amy and I have shared radio interviews, TV spots. Uh, she even had the ability to get me to Oklahoma City, a two-hour drive from where I reside, and be there like some crazy time of 6 o'clock in the morning, I believe it was one time or something, for an early show. <laughs> 
And all she had to say was, Jimmy, I really need somebody. And boom, I'm up there. So it didn't take much. So, so let me ask you, what does the next phase of your career look like for Amy Welch? I'm very excited that I am going to start looking at new challenges. And one of those challenges is uh, going to be fundraising for our educational foundation. I'm uh, embracing this uh, opportunity to learn more, to get more involved. And I think I, the thing that I'm most excited about is that I will be uh, learning how to do something that I know is going to benefit myself and my community later. Uh, I'm very, very big into giving back to the community. Um, I volunteer for several organizations. And if I can learn how to be just the very best fundraiser, if I can be as good at that as I am at PR, I have no doubt I'll be successful. Um, so I really am looking forward to this new challenge, this new chapter, if you will, and looking forward to how I can eventually use that to benefit the organizations around me. They're doing such great things in Oklahoma uh, now and, you know, in the future. You know, that is powerful. And I will say this, anytime you can take yourself out of the norms or what I like to say is always keep yourself comfortable with discomfort. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if I, nobody understands that now. I don't think they ever will. Absolutely. I think it applies very much for right now and the time we see us in our ecological environment, just going to restaurants and having to be handed your food in your car in front of a four-star or five-star restaurant. It's so funny. We, um, our family has made it known to the, the community that anyone that has closely held family-owned restaurants or franchises in our community, I mean, we are ordering three nights a week because those businesses have been so decimated from this and their traffic is down so, so large is that we're trying to help keep them afloat during this time of pandemic. And, and like you said, helping others really is what drives our growth within ourselves. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I think anytime you can do that, um, it, give your, give a PC yourself and try to help other people it boosts you up too. It lifts your spirit. You know, you understand that you're not the only ship on the ocean and you need to be there for other people as they've been for you. So one of the things I'm encouraging our listeners to do today is just do that in your local community. Find some family owned business that really is suffering through this time and reach out to them in some form. I promise you, if they're a sit down restaurant, they will do curbside service. They may even do delivery whatever's necessary to make certain that they can still stay in business and provide the great service they always have for their communities. And that's all they want to do is to continue tradition of what they've been doing. And we're doing that for the Oklahoma Society of CPAs members, are we not, Amy? Oh, absolutely. We're trying to uh, make sure that our members are available uh, to help their businesses uh, in their communities, to help with the new legislation, to help the businesses stay afloat, uh, to give the very best, um, you know, business advice and tax, tax advice that is out there, um, they're available. So if you're looking for someone, it is absolutely free to uh, anybody to go to findyourcpa.com and you can find somebody who can help you, who's in your area, who will give you a, a free consultation. So um, the referral is free, the consultation is free, just um, 
get out there and find some help if you need it, uh, because they are members, 6,000 strong, are out there, and they're willing to help. Did I mention, folks, that she's a professional? She said, findyourcpa.com. Did I say that right? That's exactly right. And then you said free, the word free, folks, about four times. So I think what we're trying to say here is, folks, reach out to findyourcpa.com if you have any assistance needed for getting some aid from the disaster relief whatever's necessary to keep your business afloat. I believe that we need to start putting more unity in our community, Amy. That's the phrase I've been using during this pandemic because it's so hard to be together, but we can certainly be together by heartstrings and by emotion and by supporting each other as needed. So one of the things I do want to follow up with before we close out, uh, if if you could leave our listeners today with one word or one statement of advice about their career, about influence to others, about serving others, what, what would that be? Mm, tough one. Um, I'm a, you know, I got to say it, I'm a never give up, never give in kind of person. Um, I believe that uh, your challenges are always going to be there. Your, your mountains are always going to be there to, to climb. Um, it's real easy to give up. It's much easier to give up than it is to keep going or to find a way around or to find a way up. Um, I really think that um, everybody has it within them to overcome. But taking the easy way out is giving up and finding a way to overcome will just continue to build your strength and continue to build your character. So never give up, never get in. Wow, I like that. I got to tell you, you you sound like a much prettier uh, Winston Churchill. And what I mean by that, (laughs) your hair, much better hair. I promise you that. But Winston Churchill, (laughs) Sir Winston Churchill, as he's known now, former prime minister of England, is one of my heroes that I love to read about, Amy, in historic fashion. He is the premier leader I read the most about from that era of about 1933 to 1945. Uh, just during the time of World War II, and the the decisions he had to make had to be gut wrenching to send those young men into battle, and to to basically find himself at a point in his career that he is now the heart and soul of his country, and he had to dispense himself out to keep others motivated. What do you do to help motivate those around the Oklahoma Society of CPAs office? How do you keep them motivated? I think the best thing you can do for motivation for anybody on your team, on your staff, um, or a member of your organization, um, like any of our members, is remind them um, how wonderful they are, how much they have to give, and ask them to just give, you know, a little bit more, or can you give me just a little bit here? I think making sure people feel appreciated and knowing where their strengths are, so where you can best put them to make the most impact is the best way to keep them going. Um, there have been a lot of people who have been put in a in a, the wrong situation or it's been the wrong fit, and maybe that's happened to you or any of your listeners. And when you're in that situation and it's the wrong fit, then sometimes it can feel like this is nothing I do is going to make any difference here because this is the wrong fit. So I encourage people to constantly find the right fit and find where the giving is natural and you're talents and your abilities are respected and appreciated and that's where you need to be 
That is excellent advice to end our interview on. Thank you so much, Amy Welch, Vice President of Communications for the Oklahoma Society of CPAs at findyourcpa.com. For any of our listeners, just tell them the Live a Life by Design uh, host, Jimmy Williams, sent you, and Amy Welch said they'd better do it because that's how that works. (laughs) Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Live a Life by Design. One of the things that we want to do is to help bring some community to all of our listeners across the planet. We're now heard in 25 countries, and thank you for that. We're hoping we make an impact in someone's life every day. So part of that communication process during this time of disruption will be some short videos that will hopefully inspire you to continue seeking your highest level of performance, even when the outside world looks a little different. Even if you are in between positions, for example, I know many people have been either furloughed or terminated from their positions in their careers. I understand and I empathize with those people, but we are going to provide you some thoughts that will help you rise above your current situation and remember that the darkest valley generally has right behind it one of the tallest, most magnificent mountains of which you'll climb and feel victorious. Take care of yourselves out there and join us next Monday as we visit here again on Live a Life by Design. And until then, keep smiling, keep touching others' lives. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brinley.